Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You work for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. The nation. This is America. With your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, New York? What's up, America? Everybody listening on WABCRadio.com, coast to coast, and everybody listening in the five boroughs. You know, there's an old joke. How do you know a politician is lying? His lips are moving. That punchline has been around a lot longer than I've been around. Never trust a politician. You have to trust yourself. You have to trust your instincts, and you have to trust your own gut. What's up? I am Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, and that's Valdez with an S, broadcasting live from the absolutely gorgeous studios here, Midtown Manhattan Talk Radio, 77 WABC. And, of course, they're always gorgeous, but today they're gorgeous because... There's all these beautiful trees with lights going up and down the street, and it just makes it so festive. So I hope everybody had a Feliz Navidad, Merry Christmas, and is ready to uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy, probably, in my opinion, one of the best hours of talk radio. And I'm not trying to diminish Dominic Carter, who did a fantastic hour, or the upcoming Lydia Serrani, but you guys actually have three straight hours of really good talk, in my opinion, which is live and local. Our telephone number is 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC. Now, I was looking at an article with uh, an op-ed with the focus on New York City. And headline, New York City Republican Comeback. We need a competitive GOP with strong ideas to help the city strive. Now, I shared this article on social media, and I got a lot of comments because people have different opinions of New York City when they don't live in New York City. And some of the things I heard were really, really uh, not fair, in my opinion. You know, people saying, well, New York City gets what it, they get what they deserve. They deserve what they get, as if New York City was a monolith. But it's not. You and I both know that. So I just want to read you a little bit of this article because I found it to to be interesting, and it starts off with, even though Republicans are badly outnumbered in New York, they have an important role to play in an otherwise deep blue city. Voters need and deserve a consistent, competitive, and thoughtful alternative to Democratic groupthink and machine politics, a meaningful way to support candidates willing to challenge it. And there was a quote that I read here from Robert Hornack. And I said, oh, wow, Robert Hornick. And just to mention, this article mentions a bunch of people that actually know. And I said, wow, interesting article. And I thought to myself, why not get Robert Hornack on the line so that we could talk to him about what he had to say in this article rather than read it to you? So uh, it's my pleasure to welcome New York City Republican consultant, my buddy, Robert Hornack. Welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Rich. I appreciate you having me on. 
You got it. So I reached out to John Burnett as well. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to call in today. But I saw this article and I thought to myself, you know what? I don't uh, always agree with a lot of the commentary or opinions that Errol Lewis from New York One has. But he wrote this op-ed and I think he hit some strong points. One of the points that I thought that was uh, very apt was that, you know, about the city having some added advantages, being home to some of the more high-profile conservative pro-urban institutions like National Review and whatnot, uh, but also going on to say that businessman John Katsimatidis now owns the 500-watt 77 WABC and its smaller uh, – yeah, that's it. <laughs> and <laughs> the um, – I was going to go on to something, but I, I didn't know the context of it. But my point was thinking that, you know what, we do have these institutions, right? Ma- mainly talk radio, mainly uh, a thriving, um, in my opinion, conservative movement that was once maybe dormant, but now seems to have seen a comeback. Maybe I'm wrong, Robert Hornack. You tell me. Well, the Republican Party in New York City has a tremendously important role to play. And that role has kind of ebbed and flowed over the years, depending on the circumstances. But we know, going back to the early days of Rudy Giuliani, what strong conservative ideas can do to reshape and reform a place as vibrant and dynamic as New York City. You know, we are not Detroit, where when we get in, into the, the muck, when we, when we have a downturn, we, can, we get stuck there for decades. We can turn things around quickly, but it takes a new vision. But the role of the Republican Party has always been has been to be the counterbalance to the radical left in this city and to allow room for moderate Democrats, centrist Democrats, to work across the aisle with common sense, pragmatic Republicans to affect real reforms and substantial policies that have, will benefit the people of the city and not allow that radical uh, leftward shift that you've seen in places like Portland, and L.A. and other cities where you don't have any Republican voice to help pull it back or to act as a threat or a check against the insane liberals. You know, Bob Hornack, I, I hear what you're saying, and I don't necessarily disagree. But I will say I think you need a lot more than Republicans that are willing to work with Democrats. I think you need Democrats that are willing to say that far-left radical nonsense has no place in our party. It has no place with, you know, and not to steal a page from Trump, but I think he's laid it out so wonderfully – America first. You have so many Democrats that really don't root for America. It's not. It's my opinion that Bill de Blasio is not uh, a patriot. He does not put America first. So I think, you know, in order to work with people to say, hey, look, we've got to focus on bringing jobs back, doing things. You can't have an AOC all out crazy out there that's going to try <laughs> and tank Amazon from coming into town because those are her radical leftist principles. Yeah, you're exactly right, Rachel. See, that, that's the new paradigm that we have to deal with right now. Because the Democratic Party has, has lurched so far to the left, not just in, in, in this city but in this country, that there is no longer a clear centrist Democratic movement. It's like it doesn't exist any longer. So what we need to do is grow a Republican Party that's going to fill the void where the moderate Democrats used to be, where those Kennedy Democrats, those Reagan Democrats used to be in that party. They no longer exist or at least not in substantial numbers. The, the voters are still out there, but the leadership has gone. They even have abandoned the centrist Democrats. So what we can do is by running strong candidates and working together as a party across this entire city, fielding candidates for city council, for mayor, and for other offices, working in unison, working with a defined joint message of reform and, and a plan to save the city, 
we can attract those centrist Democrats that really no longer have a home in the Democratic Party to come over to us to at least vote our way uh, when, when election time rolls around, which is, is just as important, maybe more so, than them actually changing parties. I don't care what, how they're registered. I only care how they vote. Yeah, I, I can see that. Let me ask you this, uh, Bob Hornack, because I think you, you always have your finger on the pulse of what's going on in New York City and local politics here in the city. How do you see the 2021 mayoral field shaping up? Obviously, you know, I've got people that I, I, I know would be really good at turning the city around. Curtis Sliwa, John Katzenatidis. Yeah. These are people that, you know, have a record. They've already performed. They've shown what they can do. Then you have all these other people, Andrew Yang among them, on the other side saying, you know what, well, we may have a, um, you know, a plan to give New Yorkers $1,000 a month. Do you think we're going to continue the leftward lurch in New York City with the election of Jamal Bowman to Congress? Or are we at a point where we can say, you know what, we've seen a red wave take over Nassau and Suffolk, and it's coming our way. We saw it in Staten Island. It's going to spread to the rest of the five boroughs. I know that's wishful thinking, but what do you think? Well, I, I see a battle royale coming on because the, the New York City is really the home of the Democratic Socialists. You know, this is where AOC is from. This is where they launched this entire plan to take over American government. And they're making strong inroads into government here in New York City at every level. They've elected more Congress members. They've elected, uh, elected state senators and assembly members. Now they're going to be endorsing, you know, I think they've already endorsed approximately 15 people for city council uh, this coming cycle. And before long, I'm sure it'll be, you know, double or triple that. So, and they'll have a candidate for mayor. Who that's going to be uh, remains to be seen. But I see, I don't see a moderate Democrat in that entire field that's running for mayor. But we do have great candidates like Curtis Leo or John Katzmatidis who have uh, a law and order, uh, reform minded view of New York City, uh, people who will come in and, and get government in line, in order be able to do more with less, be able to make the streets safe again, be able to take care of this homeless problem and that not look at homelessness as a way of life but as a, as, as a health crisis that needs to be addressed. Uh, there's so many problems in this city right now that are out of control and making this city literally unlivable, which is why you see this massive exodus. I mean, there's always been a slow outflow of the middle class out of this city, but it's always been balanced by an incoming uh, of, of new immigrants into the city. That's no longer the case. We've, we we have now have a massive outflow because yeah. people can no longer afford to live here, and they're afraid to live here. You're right. They're getting taxed to death or robbed to death. One of the exactly. Other. Let me ask you a final well, well, question. Robbed at gunpoint or robbed, uh, you know, at the, at the cash register <laughs> by by their government. You're 100 percent right. I think the uh, the question that remains on the table is this: How do you call this 2021 race uh, ending up? For example, are we going to see a repeat of how Dinkins ran the city into the ground and the emergence of a new Giuliani? Well, I, I believe that that's going to be the case. Uh, what we're seeing right now is very reminiscent of the Dinkins era. Uh, the crime has not gotten to that level yet, but it is heading in that direction. Every indicator shows that things are going wrong. We can sit by and wait four more years to elect a Republican and get back to 2,100, 2,200 murders a year and crime and, and, uh, all over the city. Uh, but why would people want to wait that long? We know what can be done in this city to right the wrongs that have been per uh, perpetuated upon us by this government. And 
by electing the right people now before it becomes – I mean, we're already in crisis mode, but we don't want it to become you know, literally life or death uh, that we have to make a change. We want to get on top of this now, get out of, in front of the curve and turn this around. But common sense policies that restore order to the streets, that keep criminals in jail, that put homeless people uh, in places where they can get proper mental health services – uh, that allow businesses to flourish. I mean, you, you shouldn't have to go to 10 different agencies to get permits to start a business in this city. You shouldn't have to pay fees. You shouldn't be getting harassed by the government just for opening up your doors. You're right, Robert Hornack. It sounds like uh, if everybody else backs out, I'm voting for you, buddy. Sounds like you got the fire in your <laughs> well, belly and the running, passion but, to uh, make a change. I'll be happy to support Curtis if he's running and or, or John. Either one would Likewise, be a phenomenal well. candidate. Yeah, listen, everybody, that's Robert Hornack, Republican strategist uh, from Queens. Bob, always a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure, Rich. Thanks a million. Take care, brother. Merry Christmas. So all this talk, and I I say this all the time, but it's true. If you guys ever meet me, you'll know. I I used to be a a heavyweight. Now I'm, I'm still a heavyweight, but I'm a little bit lighter. I lost 40 pounds. But listen, that doesn't mean, that does not mean that I do not put down some pizza. And we all look for a place that's got that perfect slice of pizza. Who doesn't love it? Who doesn't love a good slice? Listen, I'm here to tell you that my pick for the best pizza, my buddies Kenny and Phil over at Bravo Pizza, 107 West 37th Street. Bravo Pizza at 107 West 37th Street. Their pizza is absolutely incredible. It's authentic, old-fashioned, traditional-style pizza. And it's hot and delicious. They'll deliver it right to your door. And if you like a good grandma slice, there's no better place. I just had one about three or four weeks ago. The last time they brought Bravo to the studio, those guys got at it, the sales guys. They ate the last grandma slice. I was left out of the whole picture. But listen, I definitely recommend Bravo Pizza. If you're a foodie like me in New York City and you're always looking for the best, this is your best hidden gem in New York for pizza. Bravo Pizza, by far the best slice of pizza in New York, and they deliver all over the city, and they have a location in Queens. So, We just wrapped up Hanukkah. We just wrapped up Christmas. They still have kosher pizza year-round. They've got a kosher slice. It's actually my favorite slice, truth be told. So try the pizza from the amazing team over at Bravo Pizza, 107 West 37th Street, or give them a call at 212-268-4469, or just check them out online, bravokosherpizza.com, bravokosherpizza.com. Once you try it, you're going to agree with me. It's definitely the the best slice in town. We are New York on New York's Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now it's Rich Valdez. The call screener, who is a budding radio star, by the way. Richie Valdez is terrific. All right, New York, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S on all social media at Rich Valdez. I hope you can uh, check me out on social media so we can stay connected and continue this conversation. We were talking about what's going on with the politicians here in New York. Now, I was born in Brooklyn, but I live out in Jersey now, so my governor is Governor Phil Murphy. Now, I was looking at different uh, programs this morning, doing some show prep. I like to see what's going on with MSNBC and with CNN to hear what they're talking about. And I saw an ad, an ad of Governor Phil Murphy talking to, guess who? Governor Phil Murphy. That's right. He loves himself so much. He was talking to himself in this ad. He was talking to a superimposed version of himself right next to one another. And I thought to myself, what is up with this guy? Now, why is it that Governor Phil Murphy feels it's more important to talk to himself than to talk to we the people? 
Now, some would argue Richard being unfair. He's he is talking to we the people. He's making the case in this cinematic styled commercial where he talks to a masked version of himself versus a maskless version of himself. However, I look at that and I think it didn't give me the message. Really, what I got from that was, you know what, the governor, if he wants to talk to the people, he can talk to the people. I walked away with a sense of this guy loves himself so much, he should probably be in talk radio like me. But he's not. But wait, there's more. He's our governor. So I think, you know, man, this is really probably part and parcel of the larger problem that we have this ruling class of politicians. And they're just... I don't want to use the word narcissistic because I don't think that's necessarily a horrible thing. I think it's terrible when they are more focused on themselves than they are on actually helping and serving the people. And to me, that's that's just overall, that's a bad look. This ruling class is the problem that we have right now, whether it's the problem with this election fraud, if it's the comments that were made by Representative Kinzinger, which we're going to get to in a little bit. And I would bet even this bombing, we found out that the bombing is a guy named Anthony Quinn Warner. Not Wiener, Warner. Not Anthony Wiener, okay? Don't, don't, no, 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 don't go there. Anthony Quinn Warner is the uh, suspected bomber who they believe was killed in the blast. And it is my opinion that they genuinely, when I say they, I mean, the these guys that are doing what they do with respect to bombings and whatnot, they're doing this as a way to speak out. Now, I don't know what his motive was yet, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that it was probably political somehow, some way, and it was because of this ruling class of politicians that is so, so overarching, overreaching when it comes to intruding and invading on our privacies, intruding and invading on our rights and our liberties. So that being said, I want to give you the phone number, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. And uh, let's go with, this one sounds interesting, James in New Providence. What's on your mind? Yes, hi, Rich. Hello. Hello. All right, let's move on from James. I think Hello. he's deaf today. Let's go to Jerry. Jerry and Pesay. Jerry, how are you, Jerry? I'm doing fine. I spoke to you last week. I, what I would say, would we? Ought, I want to talk about. Oh, hold on, Jerry. Before stuff. we go forward, I want to wish you a happy Hanukkah and I wish you a merry Christmas. But you, you sound like the guy that's in that commercial. Are you in a TV commercial? I was, believe it or not. Yeah. But the one you're going to, you, this is going to blow your mind. I was in the E-Trade Super Bowl 2000 commercial with the chimpanzee. I'm the guy on the right. That's it. I knew you weren't the chimp. I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> anyway, well, what's I on your mind? Put on a, well, I think Trump ought to basically pardon Snowden as well as, as, uh, as uh, Assange. And what he ought to do with the two of them has put them to work for 10 years working on a computer system to basically teach all the nitwits that are spending the billions from all the government agencies that can't make a penny, make anything work, and go and basically teach them how to be defensive as well as offensive. 
Yeah, I, I could not disagree. I think it's a decent plan to enlist the private sector for their expertise. I'm not sure about the, the pardons on these guys. I just don't have enough facts on it. I know there's people that think Snowden's a hero and Assange's a hero. There's others that think they're other than heroes. But I do think it's a good idea to involve the private sector. Jerry, I thank you again. Mazel tov, great job on that commercial 20 years ago. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Let's go to Alex in Brooklyn. Alex, what's on your mind? Hi, Rich. Before I get to my point, which is on stimulus, I want to comment on what you said about the mayoral election. Mm -hmm. I think it's so important that Republicans should come out and vote in this election 21 for a Republican like Curtis Lewa or John Katsimatidis because people are leaving from New York so quickly now mm -hmm. that I, Republicans, I don't know if in four years we're going to have another chance to elect a Republican for office unless we uh, you know, actually get— I, I, I um, just want to add to that because I think you're 100% right, and we'll get to your other point in a second. You're right. I know somebody that works at a Madison Avenue building, and all he does is tell me about tenants that are leaving the building. Big tenants, not little tenants, you know, like $5 million a year tenants. I'm talking about, you know, $100 million a year tenants that are pulling out of their real estate. The company that uh, I, I worked for bef before this was owned by, by uh, Red Apple Media, huge company. They pulled out of a big building in midtown Manhattan as well. So, I mean, you look at these things and you say, wow, these big, big media companies, other companies, clothing companies are pulling out of their their office space with no intentions of coming back anytime soon. And this is a problem. That's why Manhattan and New York City overall is bleeding with revenue. The revenue is just, it's hemorrhagic and it's tragic. Alex. Okay, so the next, the other point I want to make is on stimulus is that six hundred dollars is not really going to help us. We, we should have gotten this months and months ago. But I think um, this COVID relief bill has as much to do with COVID as the rules that they changed in this election with the excuse called COVID. And um, these five thousand pages that Nancy Pelosi wrote up, th th those weren't produced for this bill. They were here for a long time. She was waiting for a moment when we, the American people, were hurting terribly, so she could just throw in all the rocks in that bill, and no one's going to say a word. And if I, I just want to comment on Attorney General Barr. I think President Trump should come out publicly asking him if, according to his standards of how much evidence you need to appoint a special counsel, were the Democrats entitled to a special counsel on Russia collusion in 2017? And then we should, with any any evidence, and then we should get a special counsel on, uh, because of the standards that they've set and because of all the evidence that we have of voter fraud, and then we should go on and impeach Democratic right, politicians Alex, that were involved. You're talking too fast, but I get your point. I agree with you. I think we need to look into the voter fraud a whole lot more. General Barr is obviously out of the picture right now. Uh, so he would not be the right guy to go to. But I get the point. There's a lot on the table that we need to take it seriously. And you bring up an excellent point. So I appreciate that call. I also something else that you said about the stimulus bill. I think so many people are, you know, following the hype that's being put out there this morning when I put on CNN. I saw all of this hype about, oh, Trump continues to delay. Americans are losing benefits because Trump, Trump, Trump. And I thought to myself, do I live in an alternate universe? Probably. But. What was it that I saw? I saw President Trump say, this is a disgrace that you're trying to give Americans $600. So he's trying to put more money in, in the pockets of Americans. And guess what? It's actually their money. <laughs> this is tax money that we're talking about. Trump's not trying to skim it off the top and put it in his own pocket. He got his own paper. He got big wood. He's had it forever. He's made cheese a long time ago. So, yeah, I agree with that. I think he should continue to do that. And for everybody talking about the pomp and circumstance and all of this about the delays— Thank God that there is a politician in Washington that's trying to break all the rules and be a bull in a china shop. You're listening to This is America. I am Rich Valdez. Keep it locked right there. 
Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. This is America, WABC, New York. We are New York, talking about what matters to you on New York's Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, it's Rich Valdez. This is America. Para Inglés, o primal número dos. Para Rich Valdez. Y esto es America. Ahora. All right, New York, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S. Our telephone number, 1-800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. We've discussed a whole bunch of different things. Right now, what I want to get into is what I saw this morning on CNN. That's right, I do watch CNN. And I enjoy it. I enjoy watching them just speak lie after lie after propagandistic lie. And one of the things I saw today was a guy who was elected to Congress, Representative, uh, I think his name's Adam Kinzinger. And he, he's been making the headlines today because, you know, whenever you get a Republican that, you know, goes uh, counter the party, he becomes a rock star on the left. And that's fine. He can do what he wants to do. It was what he said that I thought was really interesting. And he, he touches on two topics. I'm going to play the first clip now so that you can hear what he said. And the second clip talks about what we're going to talk about in a few minutes. But I want you to listen to what Adam Kinzinger had to say. Check this out. What do you think is going to happen next? So this just shows the, the chaos of the whole thing. I was on a call with Secretary Mnuchin, and he had talked about getting to this point, having negotiated uh, presumably on behalf of the president of the United States. That was his person at the table. They came to an agreement. I mean, none of us totally like the bill. It's the nature of uh, legislating. You're not going to end up with anything perfect. But we passed it because this was the agreed upon number. It's what the president negotiated. And then for him to come out and say, now I'm going to veto it for the $2,000 checks, fine. If you want to make a $2,000 checks, negotiate that from the beginning. Let's have the discussion after this bill is signed, because right now we're at a point where people are left out in the dark. But to play this old switcheroo game, which is just kind of like, I don't get the point. I don't understand what's being done. Why? Unless it's just to create chaos and show power and, and be upset because you lost the election. Otherwise, I don't understand it because this just has to get done. Too many people are relying on this. We have worked hard. We should have had this done a lot earlier. And now to be put in a lurch after the president's own person negotiated something that the president doesn't want. Uh, it's just it's, it's surprising, but we'll have to find a way out. That's surprising. We should find a way out. And the way out should be do what the president just told you to do. Bring him a bill that works, that puts money in the American people's pockets. Now, Pelosi's ready to go. Tomorrow she's going to deliver a bill that gives the 2000 that the president asked for. But it's still going to be chock full of the pork. So now the question is going to be, will Nancy Pelosi do as the president asked, or is she going to defy him by only meeting him halfway and him saying, nope, not enough, and allowing the government to shut down? Now, I'll tell you, quite frankly, in my opinion, 
if I were President Trump, I would say, listen, ladies and gentlemen, good people of America, we have asked your elected Congress to come through for you, and they have failed you. I am ready to sign the bill, but they are not ready to provide it. They continue to put all the pork in here for all these countries scattered around the world for these transgender programs in Pakistan or wherever it was, and all of that is unnecessary for you, the hardworking men and women of America. And until that happens, I just cannot in good conscience sign it. That money belongs to you, and it should be allocated to you. If I were president, that's what I would do. I don't know if he's going to do that. He may. But if Pelosi was smart, she would probably ought not play chicken again with El Trumpito Donaldus Magnus, the 45th president of these United States, Donald J. Trump. I think it's a good idea for her to go with the flow here and say, you know what? This guy's swinging like he's got nothing to lose because per her narrative, he's out, right? His narrative, I won and I'm going to be there for the next four years. And you may have to deal with me again, so you might as well work with me now. So I think it's precious, not only precious politically and from the um, spectator sport angle of this, but also in actuality. I think it's a great thing that the president has truly put all of this front and center for the American people to see. Very rarely do presidents want people to see the uh, machinations of what goes on in Washington. Trump here says, oh, take a look at this, folks. This is what they do with your money. I absolutely love it, and I think it's bringing a lot of uh, cross-party appeal. But I could be wrong. Let's go to the phones, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC. And um, let's go to Frank in White Plains. Frank, what's on your mind? Yes, if you want to understand political hypocrisy, check out Twisted Justice at CNN.com. Okay, well, we don't do free commercials here, but we appreciate that. Now, speaking of White Plains, I happened to be there the other day. And while I was in White Plains, I stopped at an Italian restaurant that had these really good meatballs. And I thought about um, Essential Andy, Essential Andy Cuomo from the Essential Andy Cuomo podcast, who as you guys know, is known as Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York. And he always talks about his mother's meatballs. And I don't know if these meatballs were as good, but the ones from uh, Familia with a G, Familia Restaurant uh, in White Plains over there, not far from their mall. Man, really good meatballs. Nice guys, and they actually were listeners to 770 WABC, so we appreciate them listening. Now, I want to continue to get back to your calls because I want to know what you think. Let's go to... Let's see. What's the name here? My buddy, Miguel. Miguel in Hackensack. What's on your mind, brother? Hello. Can you hear me? If I couldn't hear you, I wouldn't be talking to you. What's going on? Oh, how are you doing today? Great. How are you doing today, sir? All right. Well, just general background for me. Retire- All right. I'm going to pass on that. I appreciate it. I wasn't looking to interview Miguel. I was just looking for him to make a point on the radio. All right. Let's give this one more shot. Let's go to Ulvid in Verona, New Jersey. Oh, my goodness. Uh, All right, go straight for it. Get straight to the point. Okay. I was talking to your uh, call call screener. I've never called before. That's all right. You're talking to me uh, now. What's on your mind? All right. I was thinking about uh, a question that uh, I was always puzzled why people don't ask it, and that is why were the uh, masks uh, actually asked for the public to wear? And that was back in uh, March, April or so. Yeah. Uh, By by the uh, people being asked. I mean by the, the mayors and the... Uh, the governors and the higher-ups. And right. uh, what I found out was 
that uh, back then, the M95s had actually worked with the doctors and orderlies and the nurses. Yes. Uh, they needed because they were working in close proximity to the patients that had it. Uh, I'm ready few. for the point whenever you are, sir. And what they determined was, how do we keep the people from panicking and glomming up all the good masks? I know. We'll tell them that the bandanas work. Uh, you cut up your bed sheet or towel. That works. And they don't work. Nevertheless, the doctor said that they will work. All right. Well, you know what? We appreciate your thoughts and the uh, mask crisis, and we will contact you when we need a mask expert. But for now, we're going to move on. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Now, I want to talk a little bit about this bomb because there was a bomb that went off early on Christmas morning. And early on Christmas morning, the bomb that went off was really mysterious. It had a speaker hooked up to a recreational vehicle, this RV, this camper, this home on wheels. And it was interesting because I watched the press conference this morning with the cops actually saying that, you know, the cops that responded, they were there saying, you know what, they all had the same thing to say. It was like out of a movie. It was the craziest thing. But we have some audio from Breaking 911, the Twitter feed, and I want you to hear a little bit of what this sounded like when it happened. Check this out. all the glass shattering beyond uh, the, the sound of the blast. And this thing took out, looks like two city blocks, but I was looking at this piece in the Wall Street Journal and it says that it likely was targeted towards the AT&T building that it was parked close to because the AT&T building managed cell service for X, Y, and Z. So, all that being said, I'm going to get to your calls in a minute. The AT&T building ended up losing coverage or providing coverage for several states like Alabama, Kentucky, and Tennessee, which I didn't know. So that was interesting, and I don't know if that was part of something larger, but the FBI is saying that, no, this was actually some older guy acting as a lone wolf, and his motivations are still kind of being determined. But I'd like to know what your thoughts are on what happened here. Was this guy some egomaniacal narcissist bomber or not? Let's go to the phones, 800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dorothy in New Jersey. Dorothy, what's on your mind? Hi, Rich Valdez with Hello. an S. Hi. I just want to quick give a shout-out to uh, your boss because he's cross-teamed the personalities that are new coming and that allowed me to get to know who you are. So when I turned on the radio today, but in any event, um, I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> yes, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. Yes, I love you, um, Lydia. She's fantastic. Oh, so she's I'm terrific. So happy. And so yeah, is Dominic so Carter, who's the the lead into this program. I think he's a terrific he's addition. He's very nice, but sometimes whatever. So <laughs> let me get to uh, narcissism that. and narcissistic behavior. So there's a great book, and it's called The Psychopath Next Door. It's a short read, but it really describes the difference. Uh, you, now, are you, you referring to the Murphy. governor? I'm referring to the governor. You brought up Phil Murphy. And the thing with uh, Governor Murphy is he displays narcissism. And the difference between that and narcissistic behavior is I'm one that has narcissistic behavior, so I might care 
that my hair looks really good. I might care that my car is super clean. I might care that maybe, you know, I can afford certain things that other people can't. Maybe I impress people in certain ways because I'm. it's almost a crossover with OCD. Yeah. When does it become and a disorder? It becomes a disorder when you lack empathy. Mm. And when you lack empathy for other people and how they feel or the effects of your behavior on them, you become a narcissist. Well, you become you know, it a sounds true narcissist. Like you're describing so many Democrats in today's political field. So, Dorothy, thank you for sharing that nugget of wisdom with us. We appreciate that. 800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to James in New Providence, Rhode Island. Yes, hi, how are you? Wonderful. What do you want to say tonight? I want to say two things, if I could. I believe that this is being caused, the uh, false media and the harm and the fraud against Donald Trump, by very rich, wealthy, billionaire atheists who want to destroy Christianity and Trump. That's number one. That's the driving force behind it. I also feel that if the judiciary fails Donald Trump and fails to look at all this massive fraud that's going on, many people are talking about revolt. Yeah. Well, and let he me try in right the White there. House. I think the, the first part, I think, is there's a culture war for sure that's been going on for quite a long time. I, I, no argument from me there. I don't know if it's necessarily attacking Christianity or anything godly for that matter. I think that it's, it's a real push towards secular humanism, and that's been going on for a very long time. The second part of what you bring up I think is really, really interesting because everybody has been saying these things, but yet there's really no uh, indication that that will actually happen. And, and I say that because we, um, we've been through more difficult times in American history and it has not happened. And, of course, you know, you can argue and say, well, yeah, but it, it hasn't been now. I mean, now I know guys that are actually in militias, actually getting ready. You know, there's more guns and ammo sold now than ever before. That doesn't mean you're not going to get a few people that are really overzealous that are going to, you know, uh, maybe take things to a different level. But let me tell you, uh, A, I don't condone that. And B, it's not going to be widespread. Most people don't like to fight. This is the reason they don't go to vote. Because they don't, they can't deal with the inner conflict of having to, to stand up for something. So, mo- and I'm talking about most people. So again, the comeback is going to be, well, Rich, you don't need most people. You just need a, you know, a small percentage of people to rise up. That's how we run won the first revolution. Granted, that is a thing. However, I think in order to have an actual uh, uprising of people, any type of armed rebellion or whatever, all of that. All of that stuff requires a leader, it requires a general, it requires a, a fractured military. That's very evident and very clear. And I don't think it's very evident and clear right now that we have any of these things. There's not a particular Pentagon leader or general that is very vociferously behind President Trump or against him. Um, you know, I'd say there's a few that might be against him, but what you really need is somebody who would be pro right, to actually have battle lines drawn. And in the absence of all of those scenarios, we don't have that. You even have that president himself saying, we're not going to be using martial law. You have the president's attorney, Jenna Ellis, saying that's not how it works in a tweet from a few days ago. We're not going to be using martial law. So I think, you know, with all of that happening, and again, even if people tried, who wants to take on the U.S. military? Not me. But I appreciate your call, James. Thank you for calling the program. I'm going to 
Pause right here and get to the rest of your calls. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-WABC. I want to hear your thoughts, your reactions, and your commentary with all of the developments coming out of the bombing coming out of Tennessee. Keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. This is America. We are New York on New York's Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now it's Rich Valdez. All right, New York, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez. As promised, I'm going to be getting to your calls. 1-800-848-9222. Now, again, a little bit on this bombing in Tennessee. The explosion next to the AT&T switching station knocked out cellular service in much of Tennessee, Kentucky, and northern Alabama. Workers pumped more than three feet of water out of the damaged building's basement. Man, this is a serious business. So my uh, questions for you, again, is I want your thoughts on what's going on with the bombing and, and of course, anything with respect to standing up for President Trump. If there's a couple of minutes left, I want to get into what your expectations are for January 6th with the congressional counting of the electoral votes. Let's go to Chris in Saddlebrook, New Jersey. Chris, what's up, man? You're on with Rich Valdez. Hey, Rich. How are you? I'm doing great, brother. Thank uh, you. Uh, regarding the bombing, I think that it's totally a uh, set-up inside job. Uh, you don't you have the gunshots making people scatter. Then you have the warning, of uh, audio warning, making more people obviously scatter. So there wasn't uh, – nobody look, was looking to kill anybody. I think that the AT&T building was definitely targeted, and I'm not sure. I, I don't know if they're holding down to Domin- – I know AT&T is a big investor in a Dominion, so I don't know what the deal is there. But if they were holding machines, storage. Yeah, I hear you. I, I don't know enough about it to comment on it, but it's interesting. I do agree with you, though. This is definitely not something designed. It's not – I don't think I can say it was al-Qaeda. Right. It was some jihadist. Right. right. You know, strap a suicide vest on. They literally told people to leave. They right. were like, you know, get out of here, evacuate, evacuate. They give the cops time to go. They even called in a shots fired call, knowing that would get cops there. The fact the only thing that'll get cops faster to a scene is saying that an officer needs assistance. So saying that shots right. fired got them there fast. They went with the intent to act quickly. The adrenaline was flowing. They knew what they were doing. So clearly it was well planned. I don't know the extent of it. Now, I'm with you. I'd love to see how this thing plays out because I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it unfolds. But I appreciate right. that, brother. It's always a pleasure to hear from you, and thank you for calling in. You're always welcome to call in. Let's go to Kevin in Long Island. Kevin, what's going on? What do you think about the bomb? Hey, how you doing, Rich? Hey, brother, what's going on? Oh, wonderful. Um, yeah, I was just uh, wanted to run, run over that um, Memphis bombing thing for a second. It, you know what's going to happen, even though they say the bomber is one of the probably only victims himself. Right, yeah, all the evidence um, got it, destroyed in the bomb. There's going to be so much more to this than they're ever going to tell us about. It's going to be like the Kennedy assassination or any one of those major things. There's always a lot more to it, and we'll never know the whole story. Uh, it's really 
pathetic. You know, it's a, it's a shame that we can't get the true story out there. You know, Kevin, I, I think that, you know, sadly, I think that you're 100 percent right. And while it may not be of the magnitude of the Kennedy assassination, I think it's one of those things where something here happened. We don't know what the heck it was, but we do know we can find out about just about anything pretty quickly. And when we don't find out very quickly about things, it makes you wonder, what what just happened here? Why were they telling people to evacuate? What did they want to blow up? Like, why blow something up but not want to blow up the people? And not that I'm advocating blowing up of people, but it's pretty clear. You're, if you're doing something bad, you're going to want to get as many people as you want. Uh, so it sounds sure. to me like they it's wanted to like take the, out uh, infrastructure. It's just like the MGM Grand shooting, too. Uh, uh, you're never going to get the whole story or the true story about that either. It's it's just a shame. Right. No, good call. I appreciate that, Kevin. Let's go to Lene in Michigan. Lene, what's on your mind? You're on with Rich Valdez. Hey, hi. Um, I've been watching. I've never been into politics. And um, when... Like I was a Democrat, and mm-hmm. then halfway in between voting for Obama, I decided not to vote for him the second term. Oh, thank God for because that. Because I started sensing something, you know, um, wasn't really liking what was happening. And towards the end of that, I decided that's it. And I decided to vote for Trump, and I did. And I have not regretted it a day. And now, where in Michigan I, are you? Uh, it'd be like the Flint. OK, area. sure. Yeah, I've been. I have where, a buddy in Michigan. Water, you can't. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't been to Flint, but I have been to like Windsor outside of Detroit. And you could like see Canada. It's literally like a stone's throw away. Well, I appreciate you calling, Lene, and I appreciate your support for our president, Donaldus Magnus El Trumpito, El Presidente Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of these United States. And, of course, we're going to get to Perry in Queens. Perry, what's on your mind, brother? Yes, hey, I was just wondering, uh, two days prior to this bombing was uh, was uh, in Baltimore, was the BG&E building, I believe 10th, 11th floor, there was a bombing where four people were killed and um, like 20-something injured. And I've really heard no mainstream media yeah. bringing this up. I haven't heard of it. I haven't heard any reports of it, haven't seen it, haven't heard anything about it. But if we hear anything about it, we'll definitely um, give you an update on it. And we're going to get to more of your calls in a moment. But first, I have to remind you about talking about bombing, talking about this and that. One thing that I can tell you I know is the bomb is Bravo Pizza. We all look for the best place that has the best pizza in town. Who doesn't love a good slice of pizza? Well, I'm here to tell you my pick for the best, my friends Kenny and Phil over at Bravo Pizza, 107 West 37th Street. Their pizza is absolutely incredible, authentic, old-fashioned, traditional-style pizza, and it's hot and delicious. They'll deliver it right to your door. Now, at the station here, I told you earlier, there was a sales meeting. They brought pizza in. They didn't even save me a slice. And my favorite, when they send, you know, when they bring the smorgasbord of slices, I like the grandma slice. The traditional slice is really also another favorite of mine because it's the kosher slice. The regular, regular kosher slice, also a favorite of mine. But these guys... They make the best pizza in town. This is truly a hidden gem in New York for pizza. Now, Bravo Pizza, not only do they have the best slice of pizza, but they deliver it all over the city, and they have a location in Queens, too. So I want you to know that they have kosher pizza. So for all of our Jewish friends out there, make sure you give them a shout, check them out, follow them on social media, do what you got to do. You really won't believe me, but it really is the best kosher slice of pizza in town, hands down. So... 
Give them a shot. The amazing team over at Bravo Kosher Pizza, 107 West 37th Street. Give them a call at 212-268-4499. 212-268-4499. Or go to bravokosherpizza.com. That's bravokosherpizza.com. Once you try it, you'll agree with me that it's the absolute best. Now, with a minute to go, I've got a one or two calls to choose from. And I'm going to go with my buddy, Chris. Chris, what's on your mind? Hey, Rich. How's it going, buddy? Merry Christmas. Thank Happy you, brother. You too. All that stuff. But how does we the people kick the people out of our government that's not working for we the people? I think you're 100% right. That should have been the question we started the show with. The way we do it is the way – there's an old saying. You want something done right, you do it yourself. Our government was started by a bunch of guys, farmers, preachers, you name it. They were, you know, butcher, baker, candlestick maker. They did what they had to do to ensure that they had a free government, and they created the best government that we've seen, constitutional government, that is, in Amer- in world history, even though we've been a short-lived nation. So I think you, me, and the rest of us all need to step up. I am Rich Valdez. Hasta la próxima. You're listening to This is America. God bless you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade.